Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to The Season Keepers, the show where the only two people we recommend keeping for the season is us. My name's Matt, a.k.a. Clean Sheet Wipeout. My name's James, a.k.a. FBL Drug. How you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Good man. Yourself? Yeah, not bad. Um, Obviously, we got to see each other the weekend, didn't we? You actually came down south. Yeah, we did. We both went to the uh, Saint, Saints-Burnley game. Yeah. Um, much better game than expected, actually, but was, we'll... Yeah. Uh, come on to that later yeah we'll touch on that there's uh there's quite a few games with a lot of goals so we better get stuck in and first things first james the friday night game arsenal three aston villa one yeah i uh another clean sheet wipeout for uh <laughs> for me and my arsenal defenders uh, yeah. a bit frustrating i uh, didn't actually start with ben white but he he came on um and yeah so have the double up with him in ramsdale mm. Uh, not an ideal couple of weeks for me. Um, but yeah, Villa, Villa, Villa are capable. Um, Danny Ings has maybe been a little bit disappointing um, recently. Agreed, yeah. I think, to be fair, Villa were disappointing in that first half, weren't they? they? They were terrible. Arsenal just got right at them, tore them apart for, what, 60 minutes? I know they made the... Um, Villa made the tactical switch at half-time, basically moving away from that back three, which just wasn't working for them. And they, they looked a lot better in the second half, to be fair. But yeah, Arsenal were dominant and um, really put Villa to the sword. It could have been could have been a lot more had it not been for, for Martinez. I think he made six saves in the game. So yeah, it was um, it was certainly one for anybody that's got the likes of Smith Rowe, who has uh, done exceptionally well, obviously, um, in that game and uh, back when they played Spurs in game week six. So anybody that's on him, they've capitalised on a 13-pointer there. Yeah, a lot of people um, benched him, um, which is unfortunate because yeah. I think a lot of defenders had good, good game weeks, uh, good fixtures this week. So I can understand why they've done it. But yeah. it's, yes, still a bit painful. Agreed. Yeah, I've seen, a, I've seen a few get him off the bench after, you know, the odd um, player went missing at the weekend. But yeah, quite a lot had him second sub and he didn't quite make it. So that's incredibly unfortunate. But he's only, what, five and a half million in the game. So... For those that are, you know, still got the wild card in hand or looking to maybe make a, a cheap transfer away from maybe a Rafinha if we find out he's injured, I think um, Smith Rowe could be a viable option, especially given, you know, they still play Watford and Newcastle in the next four games, then it gets a little bit tough. Yeah, very cheap. All right, should we move on then to um, a game that we both sat and watched in the pub? And uh, I think it's probably worth tucking into, particularly those, unfortunately, that went Kai Havertz. Sorry, guys. It was Chelsea 7, Norwich 0. Yeah, it's. Um, I think I feel like for most of us, it's a case of what could have been yeah. um, with Lukaku. Obviously, it's a sh real shame that he's missed out this fixture because that's what we were holding him for. And ultimately, uh, most of us have um, moved him on. And a lot of people, obviously, as you say, went Havertz. Yeah. And yeah, the lo the logic was there. Um, maybe it got a little bit hyped up too much um, in the community. Um, sort of got carried away of ourselves. Everyone sort of group thinks, so to speak. But yeah, they, they, you got to consider yourself unlucky to not get anything out of seven goals. Yeah, big time. Um, literally the only player to not get some form of return. Yeah, obviously neither of me nor you went Kai Havertz in FPL. Um, I didn't go there because I've made the decision this season at the moment not to take a hit. Now, I mean, that could change this week. 
I've got a couple of injuries, but I haven't taken a minus four at all this season. Um, wow. And because of Lukaku's injury, I thought, well, I can't have him just sat on the bench. So I brought in Harry Kane, which meant that, yes, I had the money um, still in the squad to to go to a Havertz if I wanted to to jump there. But I just didn't want to take the hit for him, even though I was worried. Because genuinely, I mean, yeah, like you said, it went big in the community, didn't it? And I think he is only 7.5% owned in the game, I still think. So... The majority didn't go there, but it felt like everybody within the FPL community did. And the decision was the right one. Like, for instance, if, if Lukaku was fit, James, would you have captained him over Salah? Yes. Yeah, so would I. 100%. <laughs> like, th- this fixture was the one that we were targeting, wasn't it? So it, it was, yeah. We've effectively got lucky by the fact that Lukaku's been out. Who's to say he wouldn't have, you know, scored a couple of goals in this game or whatnot but because of that we've defaulted to go into Salah we've had to um but yeah for those for Havertz I think it was genuinely the right decision and it's just a, a terrible outcome especially when you look at the goals and assists there I mean even Loftus-Cheek when he came on got himself an assist it's it's so unlucky Mason Mount I think he's worth discussing James yeah um Big, big surprise, uh, obviously a hat-trick yeah. and an assist. Um, phenomenal game from him. He's, he's not really had much minutes this season. No. That's... And that's the reason why we haven't gone there, I think, because yeah. his price is, is good. It's 7.5. Yep. Um, there is just the question mark around his minutes. But I'd imagine after that performance he should feature more often. Has to, surely. I mean, like, like you said there with the minutes, from, from game week four to game week eight, he played 95 minutes across five game weeks. And then obviously gets 90 minutes against Norwich, three goals and an assist, man of the match. It's it's crazy. Like I completely ignored Mason Mount um, solely because, yeah, his minutes seemed really reduced. Yes, he was playing Champions League football, but he wasn't getting game time in the Prem. And then, yeah, he, he just looked... To slot right in there and probably benefited by the fact that obviously both Werner and Lukaku are out meant he could get a bit more forward and um clearly he's got the goods there it was it was an unbelievable performance yeah I think he's got to stay in that team even when the likes of Lukaku Werner come back yeah 100% and I guess the only other um thing worth talking about is the fact that Ben Chilwell once again got himself a uh, a goal is it what four games in a row three in the prem one in the uh the champions league i think that he scored yeah rid- ridiculous uh picking up where alonso left off and yeah i missed out on um making the move from christensen to chilwell this week um by 0.1 million i could have done it um but then chilwell rose so i don't have enough um now but very good player to get in yeah. um no sign of Alonso coming back into the team. Just a great asset to have. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, um, we're recording before the Carabao Cup games are this week. So I think if Alonso plays against Saints this evening, I think Chilwell's probably nailed for that Newcastle fixture. And I'm definitely considering bringing Chilwell in for Robertson this weekend because I don't particularly want to hold the Liverpool double up moving forward. And I think Chilwell's probably more explosive than Robbo this season. So, um, yeah, that might be the move that I make dependent on Rafinha's injury. Special. 
Right, jumping on to um, a game in which Palace dominated but just couldn't get the win. It was Crystal Palace 1, Newcastle 1. Yeah, another goal from Benteke. Um, another goal for Callum Wilson as well. Um, two two strikers that have been doing relatively well recently. Uh, Callum Wilson's only 7.3 million as well, um, which is pretty damn cheap. Yep. And after Chelsea in the next fixture, their the run's pretty good. Yeah, um, it's not bad, is it? Yeah, the, the toughest, toughest fixture being Arsenal. Um, they've got like Brighton, Brentford, Norwich, Burnley. It's um, it's a very good run, particularly fourteen and fifteen, um, which is Norwich and Burnley. Um, very, 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 very impressive him. And Mitchell, Mitchell got an assist. He did, he's yeah. cheap. He's cheap. Four and a half million. Four point five. If if Palace was to start keeping clean sheets, I mean they've been playing some really good football, but. Whether we can try and translate that to clean sheets, we've sort of not not seen yet under Vieira. But no. after City, the next game, their fixtures get a little bit better. Yeah, their their fixtures in fairness look good probably up until the new year, which is you know unlike Newcastle, for instance, you mentioned that they've got a a reasonable run after Chelsea up until what the beginning of December. I wouldn't want to be a Newcastle fan over Christmas though, because you've then got Leicester, Liverpool, Man City, Man United. Well. We'll talk about them later, and Everton again. We'll talk about them later. So maybe the last two, but it looks—it's a sea of red in terms of the ticker over Christmas. So um, come that January transfer window, I think Newcastle could potentially be in trouble. Um, jumping on then to uh, that Everton game, and um, what started so well for Everton—they were what two two one up with twenty minutes to go, and then Watford just exploded. It was Everton two, Watford five. Yeah, I thought I heard it wrong. Um, at St Mary's, they announced the full time score, and I was a bit confused. I also expected a Sar to feature heavily in the goal scored and assists. Yeah, he um, got subbed instead, didn't he? Yeah, he, he got nothing really. Um, they kind of came alive after a substitution. Um, fair play to Josh, uh, to Josh King. He's um shown Everton what he can do if given a given a start. Yeah, he loved that. They they never started him and. It was a great hat trick and very, very emphatic finishes. Yeah. Um, so just an amazing way to imagine for Watford fans as well. Um, positive signs now for under Ranieri after what was a quite a sort of deflating opening game. Yeah, for but... sure. And, and, and the fact that I almost think Ranieri has been thrown in at this stage and I can't imagine the owners were expecting results given the fixtures because obviously they, they, they lost to Liverpool heavily they, they've gone away to Everton I can't imagine they expected to, to go there and win 5-2 but they have they've obviously got Saints afterwards and then it's Arsenal United Leicester Chelsea Man City so it's a real tough run of games before it then turns and they've probably got a good eight fixtures but I think he's probably been given this time to see which players want to stand up and fight because it is a tough run of games. And in that moment, yes, you might expect to go there and lose, but you want to at least put in a performance. And when you've got Josh King turning up and scoring a hat-trick, surely it's a positive. Oh, it's a, it's a huge pos positive. And um, I'm a little bit fearful for Saints actually playing Watford next. I feel, I feel like um, they're definitely going to be on a high after this, this result. And I'm yeah. actually contemplating playing 
Foster over Ramsdale. So okay. obviously Arsenal play Arsenal play Leicester, yeah. but Watford play Saints. So I feel like of the two keepers, maybe Foster's more likely to keep a clean sheet. Quite possibly. In fairness, like obviously, yes, Saints can score goals, but I think Leicester can too. And it's a matter of, you know, which one could maybe make the most saves potentially. But I think, yeah, given it's away, you know, Watford are at home, Saints Saints going away. I think it might be a, a tough tough day for us so yeah very much uh if foster is likely to start again which i think he probably is yeah probably the more odds on keeper to keep a clean sheet there it would be a uh, brave to bench ramsdale but i think it's definitely worthy as for everton um they're in trouble at the moment aren't they obviously they've got no dcl decore is a big miss and defensively in that last 20 minutes they just looked all over the shop Yes, they did. Um, I think they've always sort of, the last few seasons, really been a better side attacking-wise than they have been at the back. They've never really gone on a run of keeping clean sheets, um, which is something that's sort of plagued them. Um, but I think, yeah, they've, uh, they're definitely going to be a bit stronger in the coming weeks now that they've got Richarlison back. I think he's a he's been a big miss. And, uh, yeah. I think DCL is still some way off, but um, yeah, I think he got a. Um, I think he was had a setback in training. Um, so he, yeah, yeah, he did. So maybe I'd maybe hold off until until he comes back uh, for just for for them to be firing at all cylinders. But Richarlison came on, scored. Yeah, um, it's decent enough from him. Yeah, good goal, very good goal. Um, all right, moving on then to uh, the next fixture and. Uh, I think Leeds are struggling at the moment, aren't they? It was Leeds one, Wolves one. Yeah, they they are, and the uh, sort of main takeaway in terms of FPL is obviously the injury of Rafinha. Um, obviously, he's not, he's been on social media saying he's okay, but there's still a bit of a question mark yeah. over to as to whether he plays the next game in terms of the Premier League. Anyway, it was really cryptic, wasn't it? It was like it, it's not serious. I'll be back soon, like. If you yeah, were back, if you were back, weeks, exactly. <laughs> what does that mean? Like, if you were back this weekend, surely he'd say, "I'll be back next game" or "I'll be back next week." Mm, but to say yeah. back soon, it almost feels like there is a little bit of damage there, and it could be a, a two week, three, two, three, four weeks. You know, we, we don't know. But obviously, prior to this recording, we haven't heard anything back from Bielsa, other than um, what we've seen on social media. So. It's obviously worth keeping an eye on. Um, I can't imagine he features against Arsenal tonight uh, in the Carabao Cup. But obviously no, no, definitely not. We'll keep an eye. But um, yeah, I think maybe this weekend, hopefully, well, to be fair, Bielsa is normally really good in press conferences. He'll let, he'll let us know who is and isn't available. So um, fingers crossed we get some news before the deadline. Yeah, we need it. He's quite heavily owned. Um, on the Wolves side of things, we've got uh, another goal from... For Huang, yeah. um, he needs to be, he's been doing the business. Yeah, uh, very cheap forward in the game as well. He's a 5.7 million. Fixtures look okay. Everton at home, Palace away. Yep. Uh, Norwich and Burnley within the next five. It's if you if you're thinking of punting on him now, maybe maybe the time. Yeah, yeah. I think that they're another one of those teams, aren't they, where their fixtures look good until the beginning of December. And then it turns red all the way through till New Year. Um, so yeah, if you're kind of 
on Huang now, I think he's definitely worth keeping for the next four or five games. And then it might be a case of looking to move elsewhere because you've then got Liverpool, City, Brighton, Chelsea. You've got Watford thrown in there, but then you've got the Arsenal fixture. I think it's, it's, it's a tough run of games, but there are other options in and around his price point. You know, at the moment, you've got the likes of Brozier, which we'll come on to, you know, and it's not like you're stuck now. Whereas maybe in past seasons, if you did have a, a forward that is 5.7 million or whatnot, you might really struggle to move him on. But I think with the real lack of premiums this season, at the, you know, through injury and um, Salah probably being the mainstay in most people's teams, I think a lot of us are holding money in the bank and that might give you the opportunity to, to move off of someone like Huang. Exactly. Um, the other option there would be obviously Jimenez. Uh, once again, get an assist for her Wang. Um, looking quite good to be fair. He's what seven and a half percent owned. He's got one goal, three assists to um to his name so far this season. But yeah, I think whilst Wang's banging, um, you'd you'd probably go there, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, you would. Um, I think he's not worth the extra two million. I don't think. Um, do you own Wolves defenders at all? Uh, not in this. Ah, you, I was going to say those that did must have been fuming, given it was what a ninety-fourth minute penalty mm. for Leeds. That's yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I hate those. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I think it was even at the the Saints game they announced it was a Wolves one 0 didn't they? And then they corrected it after Leeds had scored their penalty. Yeah, they did. <laughs> All right, and then talking about that Saints game, a game that we were both at. Um, it was Southampton two, Burnley two. Yep, a great game, uh, entertainment-wise. Um, maybe fans of that don't support these teams wouldn't have expected that. Mm. Um, but it was it was a great game, it and uh, Corne opened the scoring, decent decent header, yeah, um, a good good finish. Um, looked 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 a good good player throughout the, throughout the game actually. Uh, did Corne? Um, then obviously we had to. To get back into it, uh, Livermento. Wow, I can't believe he's still only <laughs> owned by seventeen percent of the game. Oh, I know. He's Mad. so cheap. He's he's bombing forward so much. I'm surprised he's actually only got an assist and obviously scored in this game. Yeah. Um, brilliant finish. Yeah. I love the man. Well, it, it wasn't long. Obviously, he got his goal, but that wasn't long after he hit the post. So, I mean, he could have scored before that. And I think both of us had our heads in our hands when, you know, we saw it kind of rebound out. Um, but yeah, for him to then get that headed goal from, uh, I think it was Redmond's corner, um, what, five minutes later, you know, absolutely buzzing. And then the second half, obviously, Brozier, or however you want to pronounce his name, um, when he runs through, you know, for that Burnley uh, defence, I thought, ah, oh, well, they, they pushed him wide. That's it. The chance is gone. And he still smashed it bottom corner, didn't he? It was a brilliant finish. And given he's he's what five million, one point three percent owned, I genuinely think that he he probably keeps his place again because he's doing nothing to prove to Harson Hootel that he shouldn't be on that pitch. Um, his strength, his aerial ability, his pace for like a big guy, it, it's brilliant. And you know, given it's two goals in two games, surely you don't drop him before Watford. I wouldn't think so. Um... He's been brilliant the last two games and he's flagged for an ankle injury, but I think he should be okay to play by by uh, next week, but over the weekend, but obviously check on 
the press conferences on the on a Friday with Ben check Ben Dinnery's account. Yeah, because he, um, he but did... he, he's a good player, so I think I think it's definitely worth a punt at his price as well. Yeah, well, he he didn't get treatment on the pitch, did he? It was um he he took a couple of knocks. I think he got a knock once again after scoring his goal, which he did in the the game previous. Um, but he walked around the pitch. You know, he was hobbling a little bit, but. Had he been injured, I think he would have been treated and taken off earlier than that. He was just subbed because we, we were chasing the game. And I think with, with Broja's performance, and I think the fact that Redmond seems to fit well alongside him, you know, he provides a bit of pace, someone that can chase the ball. I wouldn't be surprised to see Adam Armstrong and Che Adams on the bench again. And for those holding Adam Armstrong, I, th- I think it's it's a tough one to take because he started the season basically as our, our number one alongside Che. Broja's been given a chance and he's taken it and it means that um, Adam Armstrong's probably probably sat there kind of trying to prove a point in training now because I think that's the only way he's possibly going to get back into this other than other than injury or taking a 10-15 a minute cameo at the end and banging in a goal or two. Yeah, agreed. Right, moving on to the uh, Saturday evening game and uh, again, you know, we sat in the pub, we watched this one before you... Uh, Headed off back to Manchester. It was Brighton 1, Manchester City 4. Yeah, I didn't expect this to go um, as smoothly for Man City as it did. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of cruising fairly after fairly early on. Um, Foden impressing yet again. Unbelievable um, performance. Becoming increasingly hard to ignore. Previously, we've sort of disregarded him because of his, his minutes. Um, but he's started the last four Premier League games so can't really use that argument anymore no. so he's he's got three goals two assists and he's only he's only played four started four games yeah it's it's unbelievable and I mean he, he could have and should have had more shouldn't he yeah yeah he could have easily had more um very talented player and regardless of the fixtures if he's in the team he's going to get get points yeah I think Ferran Torres's injury has probably come at the right time for Foden because again he's been given the chance to to start basically through the middle and he's really taken it yeah with those three goals and two assists and you know the likes of Mares is uh, is on the bench he came on got a goal obviously Grealish got an assist there Bernardo Silva once again was unbelievable got himself an assist I think if you're a Man City defensive owner probably incredibly unlucky um Cancelo should have scored. He had a couple of good chances, and um, yeah, if it wasn't for that that penalty, you know, you're looking at a, a, quite a tidy, clean sheet there. But yeah, when Edison comes rushing out, didn't really need to take Mweppo out, did he? You know, the ball was going no. out of play. Silly penalty to give away, and McAllister scored it. Moving on then to the uh, the Sunday games, and it was Brentford one, Leicester two. Yeah, and the main frustration from this for this game, much like the Leeds game, is um the substitution of of Vardy. Yeah. Uh heavy transfer in the community was Lukaku out, Vardy in. Yeah. Um completely made sense. And we're just a bit unfortunate for him to go off in the first in at well at half time, really. Yeah. Um Darker doing the business again. Obviously he scored four in the Europa League and <laughs> came on here and got an assist. So I'd love to see uh, what Darker could do if he was uh, starting regularly because even 
with the minutes he's had, he's he's got returns. He's got an assist uh, in this game. He scored against United in 13 minutes. Yep. He looks pretty well, impressive. He looks a bloody good player. Um, and I think Rogers has probably got a decision to make because obviously with darker Ianachos obviously come in, come in back in form as well. And then, um, yeah, with Vardy, obviously usually the main man, there's a bit of a decision and, um, yeah, Vardy went off with a knee injury. Sounded like he picked up a knock in the warm up. kind of thought he was fit enough to start. And yeah, by the time halftime came around, um, they had to take him off. So keep an eye on that because if, if Vardy does miss out this weekend, could very well see Darker and Ian Archer potentially against that Arsenal team. Um, and then, you know, if Vardy's out again, Leeds after that could be a lovely fixture. But it's just, I think it's a case of knowing which forward is going to play if Vardy is in is tricky. Because, yeah, Darker's done done nothing to say to Rogers, oh, I deserve to be willing to be benched. You know, he's scored four in the Europa League, as you've said. And yeah, his um his cameo appearances he, he's putting in kind of a performance, even if it is only for fifteen minutes. Um, as for Brentford, I think they were uh, unlucky. I think um Embuemo obviously was taken off fifty seventh minute, which is obviously frustrating for owners. Um, sounds like it was a minor hamstring issue that you know taken off precautionary. Fingers crossed he's back for the weekend, but once again worthy of um keeping an eye on those press conferences. Yeah, definitely. They're still they're still playing very well. Yeah, they are, and I mean the Brentford fixtures look incredibly tasty all the way from now, basically through to Boxing Day. And I mean the only red fixture in there is Man United, and are they really a red fixture? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, United fans. <laughs> right, moving on then to the uh, penultimate game of the weekend, and it was West Ham one Spurs nil. That always a uh, fancy. West Ham in this game, they always seem to play very well against Spurs. And this was another one. Um, Antonio scoring, um, much to my delight. Uh, I think you own him too. Yeah, I do. Uh, I didn't realise at the time that he actually did a Matrix celebration. Yeah, yeah it was <laughs> I thought, really I thought he was weird. Just no, yeah, it was like the, <laughs> the kind of backwards, off he goes kind of, yeah. It was good, but yeah, well, almost 50% owned in the game now. Um, it feels like whenever he returns, there's not a lot of gain to be had, but he's just a player that I'm going to be holding my squad for the foreseeable. Even with the fixtures, obviously they've got Liverpool, City Mm. and Chelsea in the next six. I still think Antonio is worthy of a hold because on his day, all all he needs is one chance. I think this was his only shot on target in the game and obviously he put it away. Um, And obviously we do the Skypod, but I'm pretty sure he only made like eight passes in the game. So he was barely involved. Um, but he was right there in the moment, obviously from the Cresswell corner, and yeah, slotted in the winner. And that—that's kind of what you need as a as a forward. Plus the fact that he's only eight point one million, so it's not like we're spunking eleven and a half million on him. He's a mid-priced forward that just keeps returning. Yeah, exactly. And I think it would have to be an injury for me to take him out. I don't think yeah. the fixtures is gonna gonna put me off. No, no. And as for Spurs, um. I was listening to this game um, whilst I was digging me allotment. Yeah, I'm becoming a bit of a farmer now. I live in Dorset. But um, it sounded like in periods, Spurs were kind of up in this game. See, Kane had the opportunity, kind of took ahead of really well, and it was it was well saved by Fabianski. Um, and they had their opportunities. But yeah, it almost felt like West Ham perhaps deserved the 1-0 victory at the end. And it's a bit of a knock for Spurs after playing so well for the last two, three games. 
they obviously come up against Man United. I know we keep talking about them, but they play them at home this weekend. And after the performance that United put in, which we'll come on to next, I think Spurs will probably be looking to get at them. And um, I won't be surprised if Nuno sets up quite attacking uh, just to get at that back line. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an interesting game. Both managers sort of under some, some amount of pressure. Big time, yeah. The home crowd could really make a difference. Um, and then finally then, obviously, we've spoken about United enough without touching on this fixture yet. It was Manchester United nil, Liverpool 5. Yeah, outrageous. Um, don't know where to start, but it it felt all too too easy for Liverpool yeah. in this game. Uh, and that's that's prior to the to the sending off of Pogba. Um, they just didn't know how to to deal with Liverpool. They nah. it's almost like they couldn't even get the ball at times. Um, it was effortless. Cater played played very well prior he to did. getting yeah. injured. Um, he's been very good recently. Um, Henderson, excellent pass through what, to Salah. Yeah, I was Salah. Say, what a ball that was! Beautiful pass. Um, couldn't have been any better. Salah just showing what kind of finisher he is. Like takes a bit of a dodgy touch, but still finishing without a doubt. Yeah. Um, just yeah, that it's going to be hard to captain anyone else this yeah. season. Agreed. I mean, it is that perma captain debate, isn't it? And with the form that he's in, like yes, we we spoke about last week, um, and I think we we discussed it on Twitter a little bit that. I expected Liverpool to win this game um, and I expected it to be comfortable given Man United conceded four to Leicester and then conceded two to Atlanta and should have been more, but I, I, I didn't expect this. And I certainly didn't expect a, a Salah hat-trick, for instance. Yeah, one return, I would have been very happy with it, but to get three goals and an assist, obviously three bonus, it just sums up how well the man is playing this season. And genuinely, at the moment, I don't think there's a better player in the world on form than Mo Salah. Nine games. I'd agree with that. Nine games in the Premier League, 10 goals and six assists. It's it's outrageous. Like when you just look at the history tab on the FPL website, you've just it's, got a sea of goals. <laughs> yeah, it, it's 107 points. Um, I think there's it's the two players that are less than double what he's got. Other than that, he's more than doubled any other asset in FPL which is ridiculous. Yeah, unbeatable. <laughs> I just, I, I can't see where it stops either, other than the fact that he's got to go away for the African Cup of Nations. And annoyingly, looks like he potentially will miss the Brentford Crystal Palace games um, during that period, which is a little bit frustrating because I think they're, again, probably prime captaincy. Um, I've seen online there's a bit of a debate about the AFCON. Um, and where it's going to be hosted and they might not have the capabilities but we'll, we'll have to keep an eye on that one because I can imagine if that's the case they may well just move it to another African nation um, they've done that before I believe but I just don't see in the fixtures where we don't captain Mo Salah between now and when he goes to the African Cup because it's just they don't play Man City and you probably captain them against any other team other than Man City even Man City, yeah. I think I'd captain him, to be honest. Mad, absolutely mad. But yeah, I think Parma captain is uh, probably the one, unless we see a real dip in form. And at the moment, that's not the case. Right, should we jump on to uh, how we did this week then, mate? Yeah, 
Uh, so largely down to Mo Salah. Yeah. I got 84 points. Um, Rudiger and Livramento both on nine. Um, Antonio on seven. And then that's that's basically it in terms of returns. Yeah. Sees me break out of the two million Whee! barrier. I'm now 1.97 hey! million. <laughs> so it's a, third, it's a third green hour in a row. I'm in the right direction. And I've got Mo Salah to, Salah to thank. Good lad, good lad. Um, for me, would you believe I had sixteen points after Saturday? I was embarrassed. I was staring at a, I think it was about a hundred and twenty k red arrow at that point. Everyone around me seemed to have forty odd points, but I ended up on ninety one, and that is solely down to the treble up on Liverpool. Obviously, Salah captain forty eight points, Trent ten, and Robertson six there, and with the Antonio return. That was it, like you said, other than um, Livermento with his nine points. But yeah, got me 91. Sees me give a, a 4K red rather than 100K, uh, just down to 26K. So that's not too bad. Um, I did find out before we finish, um, my brother texted me the other day. Uh, he works with the guy that is currently 16th in the world in this game. Oh, wow. What yeah, the hell? <laughs> I know. And I looked at the lad's history. It's atrocious for the last eight years. I think his his best finish is about two hundred and fifty k, and yeah, he's... hey, he might he might listen to the pod. Don't go too hard on it. <laughs> oh, he'll know, he'll know. But yeah, it's um sixteenth, and it's unbelievable. Um, his lowest position was game week one where he was fourteen k, and he's just wow. got better and better from then. And yeah, I think he got one hundred and twelve points last week. So it's a fair play to you. He's absolutely smashing it. So nice. I'm going to be keeping an eye because now I've got a vested interest. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think uh, that pretty much sums up uh, the week. I honestly don't think there's a lot of point of even discussing captaincy uh, for next week because for me, it's going to be a Mo Salah, even though they're at home to Brighton. Yes, you've probably got Man City as an option if, you, if you're holding a Phil Foden, but I'm not going to risk it. Mo Salah for me. Yep, me too. Right then. Um, well, all the best for this week. Fingers crossed we don't get any injuries um, in the Carabao Cup. Um, we should be good to go for the weekend. So on that note, James, it is a goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Cheers, guys.